0: Well, good evening. Uh, this is Carneros. Welcome to Talking in Stations. This is my co-host, Rich Richmond. Tonight we are, uh, once in a while we meet an interesting new person. Let me turn down my volume. Okay there, now it's not talking back to me. Uh, recently we, we meet a really interesting new person. And uh, tonight, recently Rich and I got to meet such a person. And we want to introduce you to her. She is a rising star in the current Eve meta. Uh, you need to know her name and what she's about. On behalf of Takiman Stations, it is my honor to work with my friend Rich to introduce you to Dark Des of Chuangshu Corporation and Fraternity. Say hello, Dark.
1: Hello, guys. Um, I'm Dark Des and uh, you can just call me Dark or I prefer you to call me D, just D yeah and um, um yeah i'm i i have a lot of titles and roles and uh, yeah you'll know me better as we talk maybe i hope so
0: nice rich let them get to hear your voice as well
2: sure and uh, i'm rich Richman, and i'm uh, glad to be part of this uh, introduction with d nice
0: i'm i'm excited to get to meet you better d but uh, let, let's start by asking you to tell us a little bit about your background as a gamer. What kind of games do you usually play?
1: Um, I actually play quite a lot game, a lot of different games. Like, I mainly play Dota two. I was actually a semi professional player in Dota two, and of course, I play Eve. Uh, yeah, and I. Just play different stuff like FPS game, RTS game. I always want to try everything just like what I did in Eve. Yeah.
0: Yeah, in, in Eve you do a little bit of everything. But tell us how did you uh, how did you find Eve? How did you get introduced to it?
1: Okay, this is actually quite simple. So uh when I was in China, I was just surfing internet to found a new game to play, and then I found Eve, and I thought, I mean, Eve in that time and also even nowadays, it's it's very different from other games, and it's quite unique. So then I just tried the games. It's actually back in 2013, and I was, I think I was too young to play this game. I can't even pass the, like, the new pair missions, so I gave that in 2013, but uh, then like two years later, in 2015, I remember that game and uh, want to try it again and maybe get more involved into it and I success. And I finally passed the new player missions and uh, I got into this game by playing Serenity. Uh, Yeah. and. I played 30 for about three years. Then I came to America myself. So I decided, I decided to switch to Tranquility. And uh, yeah, now I'm here.
2: Now, EVE Online is a very different game compared to the ones you've previously mentioned. Uh, the games that you've mentioned, such as Dota and FPS games, they are a lot more reactionary. They're a lot more uh, based on fast reactions and uh, Twitch but for as they call them what uh, attracted you to eve online it's a lot more slower game it is an mmo and fast reaction times on the larger scale things aren't as important
1: um i think the first thing that actually uh, attract me is that like usually in most of games uh some uh, things like stealing like cheating it's it's not allowed, right? So you can't just make a fake contract and uh, just get money from that. That's illegal for most of the games. But in if you can actually do that, and you can do that without being punished. And I think that's quite quite interesting because it's more like it's more like real life. You can decide what you do, and uh, sometimes you get the um like sometimes you got punished by doing wrong, but sometimes you don't. And also like you can kill people in high sight, like there's no safe zones, so you have to always be aware of where you are and what you are doing. Yeah, I think that's why I like this game.
0: How how was tranquility different from serenity for you? Were there any surprises when you got here?
1: Yeah. I think the the biggest problem is time zone problem because you know in certainty there are only Chinese people playing so so mostly people are in China so the big fights always happen during Chinese uh Chinese time zone prime which is the uh, evening of China. But in China it's quite different because there are people all over the world Playing this game, and uh, uh, basically, you can get fights all the time. Like, there are players all around, like 24 hours straight, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah.
1: the biggest difference.
0: During your time in. It, it's interesting. Go ahead. Sorry.
2: During your time in Serenity, did uh, did you do anything in particular? What did you learn there?
1: Okay, so what I was seeing in Serenity, I was actually just a, I have a monkey uh you know, no side block. Yeah. Um mm, certainly is it's relatively simple than Tranquility because um they're all Chinese, there are no communication issues. Uh everyone just play this game for they just play this game to get some entertainment, but you know like in Tranquility, there are there's something right to national level like right? So maybe sometimes you want to fight another person just because he's from another country, right? Yeah, that's very different. So serenity is, serenity is more peaceful, I'd say, and it's more simple. So yeah, I didn't I actually didn't do anything really big or really surprising in serenity. I was just casually playing as a no side player. I want what to point you, out that
0: you oh, use the the term "you can get a fight in any time zone," and that's not the way most F one monkeys talk. Tell us what happened when you got to Tranquility. You did you changed?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I really changed a like Okay. An FC.
0: What
2: made you switch to Tranquility?
1: Oh, like I said, um, I. I was I was studying in China right I was in I was in China in high school and uh, then I decided to to move to US to maybe get some um diversity on my vision so I went to a US college and uh, so I'm physically in US now and it's better for me to play quality because because of the lag it's better and also I want to I was I was trying to uh actually practice my English because my English is not good it, it it was not good and it's not good enough even now right yeah so that's the reason
0: No your English that's is fine. fine
2: Now what do you like no worries. better about tranquility than serenity and uh, is there anything that serenity did better than tranquility does
1: Um Was Serenity did better? Let me see. Okay, I actually don't really know. Cause, okay, so maybe Serenity, we can get like bigger scale fights. Just like I said, we are heavily in one time zone together. So all the fights uh, happen around that time zone. So that's the reason we can gather um, more people In a single fight, so it's really common in Serenity to get a thousand people fight, but in in Tranquility, it's it's really rare, right? I see.
0: Now, when you when you came to Tranquility, did you uh, immediately join fraternity, or uh, how did you find fraternity?
1: Oh, okay, yeah. So I joined fraternity just because my you know, like my corporate Serenti moved to tranquility as well, so I just followed my corporate Serenity, because they decided to join fraternity. So, so do I. Yeah, the, the reason is quite simple.
0: And are we talking about Shi? Is that your mm-hmm. corporation? Okay. Yes. And I I noticed in the corporation description that you're listed as a diplomat. Is that is that true? Is that correct?
1: Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's the the reason is because um because my group is heavily depend uh, uh I mean the main core members are Chinese and uh, and they are mainly in China. So there was not really a person who can who can speak English like more properly or maybe yeah. So basically, I I was the person who. Who can only talk in English? So yeah, that that was the original reason for me to be the diplomat.
2: Now I noticed in one of the fraternity renting alliances as your citizen that you're also listed as a contact. So you've got quite a lot of roles in fraternity. Did you? How did this uh, happen? Did you begin in fraternity uh, as uh, somebody of rank, or did you just start off as a regular line member?
1: um i started yeah I started as a line member, and uh yeah w- one day I was following norris norris fleet, and i that's the first time I followed his fleet, and uh, I found his voice is quite attractive, yeah, and I think i, I yeah, I like this guy, so mm yeah i I've did a lot of things in other games before like some people may say it's there are great things, you know, like um yeah i'm I'm kind of a bit of known in other games, so yeah, I decided to put my effort in this game and maybe mm um, get some more opportunities in in the alliance level, like f c s and other stuff, yeah, and then I just try to. First, uh, first, I started with corp-level fleets. Like, I just um, take my corp members to a smaller fleet and fly around. And then I try to try to do green light. Yeah, and uh, I just do things regularly. And uh, now I'm a Alliance FC right now.
0: Okay, let's back up for a second and explain to people... What the green light uh, culture and tradition is in the fraternity, because they they might not all know what that is.
1: Okay, so, so a, go ahead. Yeah, a green light is basically just it's a it's a protection for super capitals to red. Yeah, so if if it's green light, your super capitals will be protected, and if you actually lose a super capital during green light, you will get SRP for that. So that's basically how we how we gather people together, and uh, that's mainly how no side block works, because we have longer green light, we have better uh, writing income, and that's why people likely to join uh, no side lines, because it's it's safer.
0: Okay, so when you were uh talking about trying Greenlight Fleets, you mean being on the protection fleet and being the FC of the protection fleet. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Nice. And where'd you go from there? Did you what else did you FC?
1: What else do I FC? Okay, so I first started okay, so for alliance label, I started with Greenlight FC and then uh, I think I thought green light is a bit boring because it's basically dropping supers on everything. You know, uh, there's there's not there's that's not really competitive because you you are because all the fights or not or nearly all the fights are just single-handedly winning. So I decided to uh, take this out and maybe try something that that is fair because I like fair stuff. I don't like I don't like like one handed words that's really boring, and you don't really learn anything from those, yeah, so then I started to try uh I think first I started with meanings because meanings is the main doctrine of fraternity and it's and it's still the main doctrine, so I started from that, and then I started to. Uh, try different shapes because of the uh, like the track loving shapes come out, and so I tried the Kikimora fleet. But back then, when Kikimora was not nerfed, it's quite strong, and uh, yeah, you can basically kill big stuff with the with those. Yeah, so I tried Kikimoras. Uh, yeah, and then I basically just FC everything because. Because after you know how to FC Munis and Kikimuras, it's much easier for you to learn other doctrines to fly, right?
2: Yeah, I, I do remember, uh well, fighting you a few times in fraternity space. I believe there was one time where you had a, was it a hurricane fleet or something? And you wanted to, it was a fairly fair fight and we were keen to engage. And somebody warped their carrier in. And this is the first time I've seen an FC do this, but it. You threaten them in local to tell them, you know, get the carry off field. We're trying to have a fight here. If you stay here, I'll leave you to die. And then there was another time where we had a roll call tackled and you wanted to get a fight, but you couldn't bring enough subcaps. So it was a shame. And you said sorry in local and you dropped the uh, hammer on us. It's quite okay. different to the times I fought against other FCs who just, they just wordlessly, they don't want to fight. They'll just drop supers and we have to go.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. So this is um, it's kind of like my personal style, and uh, there are quite a lot of people who are against me on this because I. Okay. So usually, people in no-site blogs they. They are trying to not giving. They are not. They are trying to not give up. Give the content to like wormholers or low side because if they get content here they will come here more often. Yeah, but I'm quite different because I love content. So if I if I just drop supers on everything, they won't come here again and I will just get no game experience on Pv. So yeah, so that's the reason I was yelling at people who drop supers or capitals on subcaps. Because um yeah I just like Fair fights, like I said, because that's the way you can actually be a better FC and uh, be a better player in general, and even be a better person. Because life is not fair, right? You can't just win everything single-handedly. Sometimes you you might you might uh meet some difficulties. Sometimes you're your strength is not enough for you to do something easily, so you you need some practice or you need some difficulties for you. It's better for your life. Yeah, so very that's wise. well. I don't know. I mean, it's more like because if it's not really a, just a game, right? It's more than it's a, a game. I think many yeah. people agree with this. Yeah,
2: how did you do in the it is... uh, green? The green light home defense fleets. Um, at that point, you stood out. But uh, what uh, well allowed you to uh, rise so quickly doing the green light fleets in fraternity?
1: Oh, I'm sorry. So, so do you mean why I become a green light FC?
2: Uh, yeah. Uh, why did you become a Green Light FC? And uh, well, who taught who taught you to do a lot of these things?
1: Okay, so so the reason I I wanted to be a Green Light FC is because um you know fraternity is a Chinese alliance and uh, uh it's very heavy d- dependent on Chinese people. So back then, all the Green Lights were during. Chinese time zone, but we do have English members, quite a lot of English members in this coalition, even the coalition, and I really wanted to to extend the green light to maybe American time zone or even European time zone so that uh, so that uh, the English speaking members can get better can get better experience as well. So that's why I started to uh, become a green light because I live in America so my time zone is is more friendly to English members Yeah so I wanted to make a longer green light for all the people
0: Nice and this was your idea
1: Mhm
2: Nice Do you uh command in both languages
1: Yeah uh, yeah, I usually do Chinese fleets, but I I did quite a lot of English fleets. And also sometimes, you know, like between time zones, I have to do bilingual fleets because there are both English people and Chinese people in my fleet. Yeah, so I just use two mumbles and uh, speak two languages to different people. It's nice. quite hard, actually. Your, your brain will get messed when you do that for a long time.
0: Yes, I understand. You have one question from the chat, which I'll I'll pass to you. Okay. Which is, um, how do you handle wormhole groups or small gangs that come into your space? What's your favorite way to approach those?
1: Oh yeah, I actually like this question. Actually, okay, so because usually small, because I am a small gun player myself, I'm I'm playing in wormhole as a small gang peer right now. So, uh, and back then, when we meet small, uh, like wormhouse, small gang people, because they, they were basically, they usually don't do doctrines. So like everyone fights different shapes. So I tend to, I tend to fight this way myself. So I tell people to get like small gun shapes instead of just going munions all around, right? And in this way I think it's it's better for experience and also it's more fun for worm holders because fighting twenty munis is not fun at all, right? They just one shot you and there's no way to outplay or something.
2: I do believe that he- uh, with this strategy, you became quite esteemed and there was a special group that you founded in fraternity that uh, it became a bit of a terror for any small gang groups looking to roam fraternity space because to us, we were fighting ourselves except they were even richer and they had other people to support them potentially. Now this group, it was called uh, D-Line. Can you, what can you tell me about this group?
1: Oh, okay. So D-Line Force it's Dylan Force, so it's a mm um, I will say it's a organization because it might be too big but it's just a let's say it's a friend group. So we had uh we had some people from uh European time zone and the American time zone in fraternity back then and they are all Chinese and uh, it was really hard to get any content during these time zones in fraternity, like one years one years um ago. Yeah, so we gathered together. So we wanted to try our best to to actually fight people, to fight the rumors in in those time zones in fraternity space. And uh, we were usually outnumbered. Yeah, I, I know it's really weird. To hear that fraternity got outnumbered, but in U.S. and uh, European time zone, it 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 was actually is so. And then we we tried a Czech doctrine, which is the new Czech ship. Yeah, and we I think we did quite successful. And. Uh, that's the time I actually get some sense of small gang PvP and get a sense of fighting more people instead of instead of instead of one way single handedly means. So, so I learned maybe, how to how to fight
0: like when you wait wait, when you say small gang and x how many are you picturing?
1: Ten? Twenty five? Five? I think the The biggest number we got is 12, I think. Yeah. I still remember one time we, we fight 12 people with three Jacobics. Yeah. It was really tough. But, but it's like there's no way to get more people. So we have to, like the situation is like that. So we have to work something out or we'll just get nothing, right? So even though we lost that fight, I remember, I think uh, we lost two jackfigs and only one survived. We still won the... So we we were still efficient, and I was really glad of that.
2: Bravo. So uh, I do know that a lot of the members of D-Line Force have now... Well, gone off to found small gang groups and joined small gang groups of their own. There's Jane Hobb, MCMC, and a lot of them. Who uh, who were these players that you that were picked to or sort of join this group?
1: Okay, so I have to say that um, not a lot of people love to play small gang in fraternity. Because um, I think that's kind of a Chinese thing. We tend to fight together and uh, win together. Sometimes even lose together. So we, so we Chinese more like we like group fights more, which is um, like the city fleets and stuff. So just so quite a little people like smuggle stuff, and they are one of the many. Yeah, and uh, the reason why they why they join other groups like Green is because fraternities, you know, fraternities they have they have too many blues right now. They have too many allies right now. I think more than half the map nowadays are allies of fraternity. So it's quite difficult to find content outside of fraternity space, like if you use a filament out, lots of times you just get to blue space like PyFM or even a Citizen, right? So that's the reason they left fraternity, uh, because they can get more content and fight more people. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's actually the reason my main character is not in fraternity as well. Because I want more content as well.
2: Uh yes. I've uh, I believe somebody called the new group that they joined Esports Potopia They called it the Chinese Goran. They were some really top-notch players. It really surprised us. Now, what what is the name origin of D Line? What's this story behind it?
1: Okay, so that's actually a meme in Serenity. So in Serenity, there's a there's a meme called K-Line force. Uh so by saying K-line force it's it's like a it's like a it's like a mystery force. So there's a there's a legend there's a legend in Chinese server goes there's a mystery force that is very strong and uh, quite competitive. It's called K-line force and whenever uh, whenever someone needs it it will come. <laughs> yeah, it's more like a woven <laughs> legend. Yeah, and then I I changed the name. I changed the Klan to Dlan because my ID starts with C of course. So I want to make that to be true. So I want to make a real mysterious but strong force that is actually in this game. You know, yeah, so that's the origin of the name.
0: Brilliant. You're, you're bringing a legend to life. It's brilliant.
1: Mhm. That's what I I was thinking. Yeah.
2: Well, in Eve, what do you enjoy the most? Uh have you dabbled into industry for example or mining or ratting or mission running or is it just mainly PVP that you do?
1: Okay, so yeah, like I said I always want to try something out. So so I have tried quite a lot of stuff in this game like I can't really name off them. Like for PvP wise, I do small gun, I do abyssal PvP, I do filaments, I do FC, right? And uh, I also do PVE stuff. Like I'm not like some elite PvP or something. Uh, so for example, I run abyssal PVE, like the the abyssal the abyssal filaments, but the but the PVE ones. And also I do capture writing. I do DD escalations, and also I do incursions, lots of stuff. I basically tried everything, like either in high-sec, low-sec, or no-sec, and even wormhole space. I tried wormhole capital writing as well. Yeah, basically everything. Nice.
0: Not to change the subject, but tomorrow night's show in this time slot, uh, Talking in Stations is going to be talking about incursions as the main topic, but also it will be a normal show and they'll have the normal news portions and everything. Tonight's show is just an interview with, with D, but uh, there'll be a, sort of a more normal programming tomorrow night and it's about incursions. But yeah, um, you missed one thing from that list that I was waiting for you to say, which was your tournament participation.
1: Tell oh, us yeah. about that. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I am. I'm, I'm going to participate in the the anger games. I think it's actually happening this Saturday. So the first match will be on this Saturday. And uh, this is actually the first time I try a tournament. But but I think okay. Well, of course, the the biggest reason for me to not try it until now is because the alliance tournaments are are no longer there, right? So when, back when I was in Serenity I heard of I heard about a nice tournament and I was really into that. I really want to try it but when I came to Chiangati it was gone. <laughs> yeah it's really sad so so you know nowadays the containing the, the anger games it's it's not really a an official tournament It's more like a player-based tournament. Yeah, but I still want to try that because it's CCP's uh, sponsored. Yeah. And I will be the captain of D-Line Force. Yeah, the same name as the D-Line Force.
2: Well, when it comes to the combat things, what kind of fleets do you enjoy commanding the most? There are some people that... Well, small gang, and you do the smallest size fleets. But there's also people who do the massive Titan fights or the massive subcap fights. But what kind do you prefer doing the most?
1: Um, I'd say small gang is my favorite. But saying fleet, I like I like people. I mean, I like fleet size around maybe below seventy or below a hundred because I I really hate tie die. It's really a pain for me to experience a large fleet fight because, you know, like your gun cycle every once every a minute, right? <laughs> that that was a pain. So, yeah, I prefer smaller scale fights.
2: Do you co- get to command these uh, small scale fights or uh, have you had much involvement in the war and all the tie-dye fights that have happened in there?
1: yeah like I said, I hit Tide, so that's the reason. yeah, I actually participated in, in World b, but i I was not into it because like every fight is at is at least three hundred people, four hundred people, and uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's just not for me i I guess i
0: can't I can't really disagree with that. I'm mostly fighting in esoteria where the fleets are much smaller too. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I know what you mean. Uh, so, uh, have now. You were impressed with Norris when you came over to Tranquility and flew in his fleets. Has he flown in any of your fleets?
1: Oh yes. Oh, oh I remember something. Okay, so Norris is known for um, cursing people during fleet, right? <laughs> like he will curse people loud. When someone made some mistake, <laughs> yeah, oh, no. and uh, and I remember I I was cursed by him once, and after that, okay, so I I was thinking about he's always right, seriously. I was thinking about he's he was always always right, and he won't make mistakes. But one day he was falling my feet, and and he literally made every mistake possible in that fleet. Uh, I, and I was like, so mad, you, you told us to not do those all the time, but why are you doing it yourself? And, and he was like, sorry, sorry, I'm really sorry. That was so funny.
0: That is funny. In the Imperium, we have a a, a joke expression that we say, FCs make the worst line members. And we tease people who screw up on that. <laughs> I, I remember one time on a, uh, Saturday Night Swarm. uh Chen was the FC, and the Mitanni was in fleet on an alt that no one knew, and he was screwing up constantly, flying a saber. And Merkelchen Chen almost just had the whole fleet target him and blow him up. And as he started to do that, he realized who it was and, and just shook his head, face-palmed. But I, I'm pretty sure the Mitanni was probably drunk that night but, ah. but hey if you haven't been playing in a little while and you get drunk and join a fast-paced fleet as a light interdictor you're going to make mistakes
2: no pressure huh to have your alliance leader in your own fleet
1: oh why is, oh no i don't have any pressure because um one thing i believe that is that um whoever is the fc Owns the fleet, or like, is the only leader of the fleet. Like, even though you are alliance leader, or you are, you are literally the CEO of fraternity, you are still my land member when I am FC, right? And uh, yeah, I always tell the new FCs to think think like that, and I, I always try to not disrupt the new FCs when I was following their fleet because I think they are FCs, right? They are the FC of the fleet, so they are the, the commander. I shouldn't, I shouldn't disrupt them. If I have advices to give, I have to wait till the fleet ends, right? I think that's the way to go.
0: Nice. Do you have a favorite fleet commander that you like to fly against?
1: i like to fly against. Wow, this Someone is a Someone from issue. another
0: group that you've enjoyed matching your fleet against, and you'd like a rematch.
1: Mm, I can't think about a particular FC right now, but I really like basically almost all the wormhole FCs because they they are more respectful and... They usually don't trash talk, and they always, be, it's more like because they have been on the weaker side, so they know the feeling of fighting a unfair fight. So they will tend to give you a good fight instead of uh, like hot dropping or blobs. Yeah, so I think I like to fight URMHO FCs. Nice,
0: nice.
2: Now, when you're not commanding feeds, what do you like to do in Eve? Um
1: Wow, well, this is this is a hard question. I think I what I did is is actually just I was just like every other no side player in Eve, I just do writing maybe. And sometimes I I I go filaments myself. Yeah and uh, yeah, I even do explorations like I just fly a astro and uh, just um, scan sites and stuff. Yeah, I don't think being an FC is is really that different because I basically do everything. FC is just a is just an add-on. It's not like my whole life, right?
2: Okay. Now with winter coalition and the fact you're well, how many languages are you able to speak?
1: Um. Okay. So my native language is Chinese, and I've been in America for four years. So English is fine to me, and uh, I have learned three years of German. Uh, ich kann Deutsch lernen, aber mein Deutsch ist schlecht. Uh. Yeah, and I have learned. One year of Spanish, one year of Greek, and one year of Latin. Yeah, so I can just, I can understand just some basic Spanish.
2: Oh, we got a polyglot. How many language, languages are there in Winter Coalition? And I presume you sometimes have to do translation for them.
1: Wow, that's quite a lot. Okay, so from what I know, Winter Coalition has at least. Um, I think at least six languages. So Chinese, English, Deutsch, Espanol, uh, French, and Russian.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's actually a,
1: I think Winter Coalition is considered a Chinese Chinese coalition, but it's actually very diverse. There are lots of people from different countries here. Yeah.
0: I imagine also the the uh, rental groups, uh, that comes in handy as well. Because I, I see they've roped you into helping manage uh, Azure citizens. Mm-hmm. So do, you, so do you use those language skills when you're working with
1: them? Yeah, I still remember. Um, oh, okay, so basically renters speak three languages. I think most people speak English. Some people speak Chinese, and uh, there are some people speak Russian. But the problem for me is that I don't know Russian, and there are actually no nice level people who can speak Russian properly. So when I was talking with the Russian renters, I have to use translations. Yeah, and it was really, really fun actually, because um, because I, I was trying to. Use Russian to talk with him and he was trying to use English to talk with me so like we both use translators and it makes everything really funny but yeah we we did uh, we did well I think we can understand each other so there's no big problems yeah but it was really fun
2: now with managing as your citizen how did this come to pass how did you get uh, given this job
1: Okay, the reason is quite simple as well. So so there has to be a person to do this, right? So Norris just asked me, do you want to do that? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Right? I, I haven't tried it. So why not just try to do this stuff and uh, be a rental manager? It's so cool, right? Imagine being a rental manager. Not Lots of people did that in Eve, right? <laughs> yeah, so I just got into that, and uh, I actually set it up everything for a third citizen. Yeah, and uh, now I have passed it to to Penguin, who is also a fraternity Chinese member. Yeah, and everything went well. I think
2: this is quite a lot of work. Uh, Fcing rental management. I mean, with I think other groups. Uh, I NC dot has Vince leading the fleets and Lady Scarlet managing the renters, but you've you're doing both. What what drives you to take on a double burden? All of this.
1: Um, I think the the reason I will tell you is that I love this game and I love every part of this game. But the true reason behind this is that everyone everyone knows that American college students. There's nothing, right? So I have all the time to <laughs> play games. So maybe that's the to... reason.
0: <laughs> You're not supposed to say that part out loud, but that's great. What's the What's the most challenging part of managing a rental group? Mm,
1: the most challenging part for managing a rental group, uh, I think there are Two parts, so the first part is um uh get them advertised, so like you have to tell people to uh you have to tell people that we have a rental program right, or otherwise they won't, they don't even know, so they won't come, so I think that's the that's one of the hardest thing and and it's also one of the mo uh, one of the earliest things I did is to advertise. Yeah, and uh, the second hard part, I think, is setting up everything because you know we we were just getting branch and channel back then, and and all the iHubs and upgrades are not installed. So so time during that that day those days are basically renters poke me every day. Because they need the I have installed, uh, I have upgrades, so I have to either uh, install them myself or tell someone else to do it. It's it's quite hard. We we have a lot of sheets for those because we have to manage them accordingly, and we have to avoid waste because um because I have upgrades are really expensive, so we have to do them in order so that we don't waste too much money yeah it's yeah. it's actually quite hard and it burns people out because you have to go there yourself with a with either a industrial or freighter, right it's really hard just to fly around and install upgrades mhm
0: It's a lot of tracking just to remember which upgrades are already installed where and check with them and have you raised the ADM high enough that I can install the next one. And will you tell me when you get it there so I can go over and install it and and explaining the mechanics to them that the benefits won't kick in until after downtime and all that. Yeah, no, it's, yeah.
1: Yeah, kind knows everything.
2: That sounds like a logistics supply chain nightmare. That's mm-hmm. so Because
1: the problem with, is... with Sorry, Carlos.
2: With renters, with Go renters, ahead. there is the this really awkward and uh, I guess elephant in the room—the million-dollar question. Something that a lot of renting groups and particularly frat has been accused of botting.
1: Wow, yeah, that's a heavy question, and I'm actually accused by uh boats a uh, quite a lot of times, yeah, like whenever they know that I'm Chinese, <laughs> they always use the uh, same same method to accuse me like <laughs> you all use bots. and uh, I have to the thing I have to say is that they are boats in fraternity and there are more boats. In system that is true. That is actually quite true. But so the problem for botting is that you cannot detect it beforehand. Like the only way you can detect a bot is by by watching him or like check the ESI data. So there's no re- uh, so there's no way to prevent bots. So that's the hard part. So by this reason, there are always bots in allies. Like no matter which allies, it's just impossible to get up with those. Uh, yeah, but, but I, I actually did something against the boss, Like personally, I killed three supers and one carriers in my allies and actually in my corp myself because we. We suspect that there are bots, and uh, we test several times that there are actually bots, and they must be AFK boating, right? So we just kill them ourselves. I believe that fraternity actually killed over, I think at least fifteen super capitals because they are botting, and uh, and the thing about a third citizen it's it's even harder because they are not living within fraternity space so so the only way we can know that someone is bought is by by the by someone reporting them <laughs> you know like uh, there there are a lot of people who from who are from uh, other lenses that report me that they, they tell me that someone in some system in some shape, most time, each stars are boating, and I will check them. Like, you know, there are a lot of methods to check if someone is bought, and if they are actually bought, we will kick them. And uh, also, we, we even kick corps. Like, there are actually boating corps in Astra season. I think I kicked at least two, and uh, someone kicked, kicked another one. So, like, there are at least three boating corps that are kicked from six yeah, it's actually quite difficult, and uh, since since I'm always accused by using both as a Chinese, I tend to put more effort on that because I really want to get off of that name, right It's really bad it feels really bad, but i I get it I understand because they are actually both but but what I want to say is that. Boating is actually really common in this game, not only in Chinese Chinese alliances, right? Um. Mm, so we have to work this out together as a team, as as if as you players, we are on the same side, right? You, me, and everyone is on the same side to fight boats. So maybe maybe we shouldn't accuse some particular people or some particular alliance for those illegal things, right?
0: Yeah. I, I'll tell you what I do with my rental group. I, my, uh, I run a an alliance called The Bastion, and we have a rental group also. And we require ESI to be uh, put in by all the CEOs of the rental group and I have a report that the IT team made that pulls ratting ticks for me. Uh, And I can look at it, and if it looks like someone's botting, I speak to the CEO of the corporation that has that player in it. And I say, go and check on this person here in our term sheet. As you know, we don't allow any botting in this rental program. Go and talk to them and make sure they aren't botting, if they are, kick them. If if you have a problem, come back and and talk to me and we'll see what we can work out. And if it's, you know, a director in the corp, then I just kick the, the corp out of the program. Because we can't, you know, it's more important that we don't have botting in the game than that I get income from that group that month. It's not, that's, that's not a big deal. But I don't know, maybe your IT team can give you something like that too
2: with all the time I've have with all the time I've spent roaming and the going through all 41 Norse regions and out of all the bots that were banned by reports I counted I'm perhaps 4% of them I can say this with certainty botting and RMT is not something that's limited by coalition borders by alliance borders by any kind of borders it is an issue that will be present in all facets of EVE Online, whether they are in a coalition or an alliance, or there's no language barrier between R- with RMT and botting.
1: Yeah, like, I saw as there are both there will be people who use that, right? And also skip, speaking about IT team, yeah, we, we actually have the same thing, or at least the similar thing. So we can detect um their, like their, bounty game partner, so for some people, <laughs> there are actually people who use about 23 hours every day. Like, it's it's so obvious, we, and we just kick them right away. That, that's that's so hilarious, like, they just use each star to write 23 hours. <laughs> like, yeah, it's really bad sometimes.
0: Yeah. So, uh, um... In speaking about Winter Coalition and fraternity, what do you what do you think outsiders might have a misconception about about the group? Do you understand my question? Yep, yep. What do you wish people would really understand about fraternity? Like, for example, some of us were just surprised to hear how many languages are spoken in Winter Coalition.
1: Yeah, um, I think other than the boating stuff, I think. Yeah, there, there's there's a huge misunderstanding of uh, winter correlation because it's actually nearly half Chinese, half English speaking people. So it's not really a Chinese line or Chinese correlation. So back when back when we were in OSY, which is in the curse um like the like the OSY system. In the south, like the the angel Angiosystems. systems, back then we were basically all Chinese. But now, when the coalition is more like a, it's more like an international alliance. Yeah, we we just have people from everywhere, and it's not really a Chinese alliance or Chinese coalition anymore. I think that's the that's one of the biggest misunderstanding and i have to speak for our english members
0: excellent
2: now with winter coalition well what can you tell me about the the members the what constitutes uh, the winter coalition
1: sorry the work constitute
2: uh well what which alliances make uh, winter co
1: okay Wow, I have a long list for that. Let me check the list mm okay here winter coalition okay, so we have fraternity as we all know <laughs> and blades uh, blade of grass uh demonic with pineapple which is um which is the uh, outlines of blade of grass and of and also Lord of wars alliance uh I think this is um european Alliance, yeah, and also Destiny's Call, this is a German alliance, I believe, Sense of Being, literally triggered. Uh, Kyla Drew's alliance, which is a, a Japanese alliance and was previously in Darkness Coalition. And also Space Potato Alliance, which is a English Academy Alliance. And also Fraternity University, which is a Chinese or mainly Chinese Academy Alliance. Yeah. So we actually have quite a lot of alliances in the coalition, not like just fraternity.
0: Wow. There, there is a, actually there's a guest that wants to jump in a little bit. I think you know him. His name is Penguin. Do you uh, do you mind if we let him jump in and say hi? Yep, of course. Have him join the uh, public channel, we'll Dragon Man. Could be a little bit spontaneous well, and flexible.
2: Sure. In the meanwhile, uh, you know, it makes me curious. With all these language as a polyglot, there is an, there was another person I also interviewed a while ago who also spoke, spoke multiple languages. And she was, well, an excellent spy. She disbanded an entire coalition. She was one of the signatures that did it. Did you ever do a bit of spying?
1: Okay. Hey, what's up, Penguin? You guys hear me well? Yep. Okay. Hello, let me let me answer the question first, maybe. So, so for the spying, I won't say spying, even though I have multiple characters in different licenses. I'd like to say it's more like experiencing, because I was, I was really not doing any spying stuff. I was just trying to. To experience playstyle from different alliances because every alliance, of course, has their unique alliance values, right? So I really want to see things out of, of uh, things out of fraternity and out of minor coalition. So that's the reason I have multiple characters in other alliances. I was really not doing spying, and uh, I think this is a this is a well-known secret is that there are a lot of spying networking Ebon line, and basically every big alliance is, they have all the pins from every other alliance so it's really there's really no point for me to do spying myself because they are already there right <laughs> yeah so I was just playing around
2: well has this experience uh... Given you sympathy for other alliances or and other groups, or has it strengthened your belief in fraternity?
1: I'm sorry, you Repeat the question.
2: Has it? Uh, have you gotten, I guess, any sympathy or about well, different views now that you've been in other alliances, or do you? Has it strengthened how much you believe in fraternity?
1: Oh, I see. Okay, um, from. Okay so from experiencing in other lineses I yeah I feel like fraternity is, is great <laughs> Well okay so because fraternity is actually the the biggest chinese community you can ever found and also the diversity of fraternity or the minicorrelation inter- is actually diff- very different because because I can actually speak Chinese as my main language, but as well speak other language to other members, and you can't really get this kind of experience in other coalitions, right? Like in, uh, in Papi or or Tapi before, right? There are only several, there are only several Chinese corps, but there are no really Chinese alliances, and uh, yeah. So I'm. I feel proud of being in fraternity.
2: Has there anything that the other alliances or that you feel might have done better, or you well, lessons you learned from them?
1: Um. Yeah, I think so. Okay. So. I don't know if this is a. I don't know if it, this is a Chinese thing or English thing or. But I do feel that most English alliances or English-based alliances are more organized. So everything is more organized than fraternity. Even in winter coalition, the English alliances are more organized than fraternity. So I I think that's a that's a just a race thing. I don't know but you know like uh like Chinese people they tend to do group chats instead of using forums so basically all the important information are really hard to keep. So it's really hard to find certain information in fraternity but it's quite different in, in English languages because everything is so organized and there are there are like pages, there are websites, there are forums for everyone to find the thing you need. And I think that that might be a thing that fraternity can can improve.
0: Nice. So we have a guest, Penguin, who jumped in here. Could you uh, take a moment and introduce yourself to the audience? Some of them are listening to a podcast afterwards. So tell us about yourself.
3: Oh, I am... FRT rental manager after dark so after she went at FK I took this kind of job and then uh, for now I just play as a rental manager and uh, I PVP in
0: uh, the Tuskers with the Tuskers oh wow nice some more small gang representing Mm
1: -hmm. and uh, Penguin is most known as one of my or, or not one of the best student of mine. <laughs> right, Penguin?
0: High praise. That's high praise.
1: Okay, he's not responding, so, so yeah. he great. Alright.
0: Penguin,
3: yeah, so she actually helped me like, to find my I don't know, my f- um, preferred game style, play style. Because uh, before I met her, all I used to do was writing, writing, and writing. I And I f- found it like very, very boring. And I wanted just to quit the game. But uh, after I met her, she introduced me to PvP. And I uh, started solo PvP and stuff. And uh, last September, I joined Tuskers. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, wow. What, best the whole PvP group in this game, Tuskers.
0: What motivated you to come on the show today and, and say hello?
3: To yeah, you? I just... Uh, wanted to do like maybe help her, s- not I don't know, explain some things clear, maybe go for it. Oh, like, like I don't have anything to say for now, but maybe like after.
1: Okay, so he's just here just to be a helper boy, right? Yeah, trying to be. We do not know.
2: No- nice. We've- all of the uh, renting going on, how many regions do, does Winter Coalition control, including the renting regions?
1: Oh, well, that's quite a lot. Okay, so OASA and the Paragot Falls, they are in the area, and uh, we have Branch, or part of Tanao. so those are in the north, and also we have Way of Silent and uh, Tribute yeah so basically six regions we had the uh, we had Declan as well before but we we saw that so only six now
0: and how oh. many does fraternity how how many does winter coalition need
1: okay um this is a good question so we actually we are renting we are renting out oasa peral uh, branch and now so four of uh four of four out of six are rented out and the, there's a particular reason it's it's not like we can't fill that many spaces but we want to we want people to be together so that we are not separated so that we are stronger as a whole so that's the reason we stick into one or two regions so that um uh, not only will be stronger but also like the green light will be easier to form because basically all the caps and supers are within one region which is easier for jumping.
0: Is uh, the you... green light super carrier umbrella fleet designed to extend over all of the rental regions or just the core region?
3: Uh just the core regions. Mhm.
1: Just the core regions.
3: And it's a let's say very aggressive umbrella
0: Yeah, we've heard stories or we've seen it ourselves actually
2: i've experienced it myself i've personally lost a few things to it and killed a few things too with uh with this is there plans to expand it i understand there's things going on in Declan. there's things going on in pure blind there's things going on in potentially going on in fade Are are there any intentions to expand this or would that divide the forces too much
1: okay so yeah like you said um we we are afraid of we are afraid of um separating people too much so so there's no point for a alliance to to hold too many spaces like for example tepi tepi is moving to uh moving to delve while they are, they are, they are giving up omis and uh, I believe Fetabolis, right? So like a certain coalition has to has to stick together to to keep themselves strong. So you have to give up something. You can't just conquer all the map, right? You have to choose a place to develop and. Uh, stick on that. And also, if you if you hold too much pace and you are not making enough money or you're not having enough tax for it, the the fee from CCP for having IHUPS is huge. It's quite huge. You know, you have to pay CCP every month for all the IHUBs. So that's quite a lot of money.
0: That's true. Okay, so Winter Coalition is happy with the size of their rental empire and their their space and their footprint. That's what I'm hearing.
1: And also, it's kind of it's kind of lucky for fraternity because it's it's really far away from Warby, right? Even though we still participate uh, in the Warby every day or even several times a day, but but it's still not our home space, right? For for Tappy, it's their home space that they are fighting, and for also for goons, but not for us. We are we are really far away from Delve and uh, and uh, Pure basis. So that's more like a, one more good point to mention because we are in the war, but we are not that affected by the war. So we are more like the U.S. during the World War II, right? So they are partic- they are participating in the war, but the war is not fighting on their mainland, so they are not that affected. And we are like in a situation like this. And I believe that after the World war B, we won't have as many space as we have now because we will reset all the standings except for a few lenses right that that's a fact we all know so we will have more enemies meanwhile more opportunities yeah and i'm I'm really looking forward to that okay
0: well
2: i understand that uh well penguin mentioned you and afk for the well, for a period of time. When you're not playing EVE Online, well, what do you like to do?
1: Um, okay, so since I'm a student, uh, I was just joking, like I, I, I have to do schoolwork, right? So, but other than schoolwork, I enjoy playing games, like in general. I play games, I like reading. Um, yeah, and the, since since the COVID is here, and it's especially... Bad in America right now, so I don't really really have any outside activities to do. So basically, reading and playing games. Oh yeah, and also I just remembered I do translating, so I'm a professional translator for for multiple games. I think the most known games are Dota Two and Escape from Tarkov, and I also do several other games that are less popular but still well known yeah and that's kind of my kind of my job mm-hmm.
0: speaking of space jobs there's a uh it's CSM season uh, mm-hmm. have you have you given any thought to uh CSM 16
1: I'm actually running for CSM 16 this year um yeah it's it's basically a thing i always want to try besides the alliance tournament it's because um, um i think i really love this game eve is eve is the best i mean my favorite game of all time and uh, i'm not Mine sure this but i believe that i do have some game knowledge to really help this game to develop because I, like I said, I tried too many things. I think most people, most players, they stick to one play style or two. Like if you are a no side player, you basically stay in no side all the time, and if you are a high player, you you do that as well. But I'm a bit different because I I basically tried everything everywhere so and uh, I feel like we don't really have a lot of candidates that have the ability to uh, that they have the experience of these right So most candidates they focus on one thing. for example, this year we have poachman candidates, we have no side candidates, we have set candidates, but there are not really a, a person that can really mix the stuff together. So, for example, me as a PVP player, I was the uh, I am the LSFC who drops supers on the small guns. But on the other side, I am also the small gun who occasionally gets dropped by supers. So I like I know the two side feelings. So, for example, maybe one day I want to make a super capital change. I will actually think about that. Both as a capital dropper but also as a person who got dropped right so in this way i think it's better for this game to not get too vision and uh, get a more diversity a uh, diversity um vision of the game and that's the reason i want to resist them this year
2: ah uh, well you certainly have no shortage of ambition seeing your well, rapid rise since joining Tranquility in 2018.
1: Yes, I joined Fraternity in 2018.
2: Mm-hmm. My God, from the, in two years to uh, NFC, handling home defense, small gang mastery, and, well, this. Well, two years or three? No, it's 2021 now. It's three years now. How time
1: flies. Mm hmm. Um, I know saying this is a bit arrogant, and uh, arrogant is definitely not one of the values in Chinese culture. But um, yeah, I, I don't think I did really bad on everything. Even though usually, usually people always say that if you if you do everything a little bit, you will get bad at everything. But like PvP wise, I am a Lance FC. Small gun wise, I'm. I'm flying in one of the best best small on PvP groups in this game. So, you know, I don't think I'm that bad, right? So Why I want to... You have
0: to bring a gang oh. out to Esoteria. Sorry, what? You have to bring a gang out to Esoteria. Let's, I think that'd be fun. It's easier for you to come visit me than for me to go visit you.
1: Okay, so so for these days, I actually um, don't go to war space a lot because you will occasionally you just jump jump through a gate and you see like 200 people behind the gate <laughs> and you have nothing to do, right? Yeah, That's the thing you will <laughs> you will meet during war times in war zones.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, I will watch for your name now or in uh, uh, in local. And I'll watch
2: uh, so I'll watch your progress with uh, great interest.
0: How so much? We don't know the schedule for the anchor games uh, uh, games yet either, but i'll I'll watch for you there too.
1: Okay. so the so the first game starts on, on this Saturday, which is twenty fourth April. And uh, I think, I believe that there are are one games each week on Saturday until the final day. Yeah, it's a relatively long schedule, but I think you will enjoy it because we don't have alliance tournaments nowadays, and uh, it's basically the, the only tournament we can watch. So yeah, and all the strong teams are there. It should be really interesting to watch.
0: I missed the Alliance Tournament. It was great. But I'm looking forward to Anger Games. Well, I want to say thank you for coming on the stream today, for letting us interview you and introduce you to the EVE community. Uh, you're a really interesting, unusual player, and uh, the, the EVE community needs to know about you. Oh,
1: that's my honor and and my pleasure. And uh, yeah, I think you overestimate me. I'm just saying normal player. Maybe just have more time than most people because I yeah because of the COVID and all the stuff. And uh, yeah, I maybe I just put more time into the game than most people. Yeah, but but thank you, thank you for your kind words.
2: Uh, before we wrap up, is there anything uh, that you wish to say?
1: Maybe I can answer some stream questions because i i didn't I was thinking all the time I didn't have a time to look at the chat and maybe people will have some questions that I can answer
0: they They did ask you one question which was do you do you have any uh, uh public opinion on the subject of army of mango?
1: Oh okay army of mango um this is a this is quite this is actually hard to uh, to answer because it evolves in a lot of stuff back in serenity okay so i'll put it in short so basically quite a lot of players in fraternity right now lost the war against pibc in serenity and uh, the army of mangoes are basically the PIBC in Tranquility so there are like some you know um let me see the word
2: bad like, blood
1: like old hatred stuff like old hates because we because some people actually continue me I lost to PIBC uncertainty as well so yeah there are some hates between us and uh, Yeah, and uh, we all know that China has a long history of fighting ourselves, right? We have 2,000 years of history of fighting each other. (laughs) So I don't know, maybe that's that's part of Chinese culture. So yeah, we are fighting hard to each other. (laughs)
2: Well, I hope none of the fraternity uh, FCs realizes I'm Chinese. I don't want to get um, dropped twice as hard.
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, don't you think exploration needs a bit of change since the last update? Yeah, I like to explore. I totally agree, uh, agree with that because um, most of the PV content are really stable at this stage. Like even some something in exploration They are as old as back to 2003, back when the game was only developed, right? So, there are not actually many changes in explorations and also uh, anomalies. I really wish to change that, maybe add some diversities, maybe add some more possibilities into those. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, let me well, see I think, think I'm uh, I'm pooped out of questions now Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I think we've uh, well, asked quite a lot and got quite a bit covered and mm-hmm. hopefully more people should know about you in, yeah. uh, in the coming future
1: yeah I really wish people can maybe get a better impression on of basically all the Chinese and maybe uh, maybe found this interview interesting because I was I was honestly really nervous because I thought I might be really boring and you know so I really hope everyone enjoy this
0: well
2: thank you oh boring certainly not uh, from dropping uh, supers on people to getting supers dropped on you I'd say not many people have that experience and the languages and into Alliance le- leadership, I say, well, I can't think of anybody anywhere close, and I'm glad to be able to have this opportunity to bring you on. Uh, people should can trust you to speak on behalf of fraternity due to your diplomatic role, and you can be, uh, well, used as a diplomatic contact for fraternity in the future.
1: I really hope so and uh yeah the one thing about fraternity is that uh because we don't really have lots of english speaking lines access, so usually the only one who who showed the face of fraternity is Norris, right and I believe that you guys should be uh, should have watched lots of his interview, but I want to tell uh, something I want to tell you is that we do really only have no as our face, so we have lots of people who work hard for this alliance and uh, are willing to to tell you guys the different side or or the unique side of fraternity yeah, that's one thing I want to state
2: ah, well, thank you I believe uh, tomorrow there is a show on for the incursions i believe it will be somebody from warp to me and but today this is a a dark or d as she prefers to be called but her in-game name is uh dark des ever and she is a representative of fraternity and we're glad to have her on
0: yeah this has been a special interview but tomorrow will be a normal show at zero hundred hours eve time and uh i'd like to invite you to click uh, follow or subscribe if you enjoy the content. This is Talking in Stations. Uh, this has been Rich Richmond and Carneros and it's been our uh, pleasure and honor to, uh, to talk to Penguin and Dark Desk. Thank you all for coming.